0: It's me and this John. Let's get up in this hole on Giz Maroney. This episode one fifty one. It's gonna be a short one. I know. I if I ain't lied to niggas last week, I don't know what I did. But that was not a short pod. That was not a short pod for real. (laughs) But yeah, let's get into it.
1: I'm fighting for you, Jack. I'm fighting for you, Jack. <laughs> I like loud. I'm the man with the box that can rock the crowd. Walking down the street to the hardcore beat while my JVC vibrates the concrete. I'm sorry if you can't understand, but I need a radio inside my hand. Don't need to
0: offend other citizens, but, but uh, I kick my
1: fire way past 10. My story is rough.
0: My neighborhood is tough. But I couldn't survive without my radio. You
1: your and don't
0: be crying and Yeah,
1: 50
0: you years Let me go ahead and get into it because I might fuck around and go crazy. I heard that
1: wild.
0: What's up, fuck? Oh, it is your <laughs> one and, and only favorite, Wodey Jacker Jack. Just another nigga with no bitches and an opinion, and I've been walling for respect. Do you really want how the fuck you live? What is going? on let me tell y'all what's going on and it kind of upsets me now this is episode 151 of the podcast in episode 151 it is titled while and for respect not the title of the podcast i mean well it is the title of the podcast but not the episode when i first started The name of the podcast was called Speak On It. I bring all this up to say, just to give a quick little backstory, a little history lesson on, on this journey of me podcasting, that, excuse me, for the longest, I was not uploading podcasts to YouTube. I don't know, and, and if I'm being totally honest with you, I don't really know why. Because I was always, especially, again, especially in 2019, 2020, where I was just, like, legit dropping podcasts every single week. And I'm getting back to it. Like, I, I've been relatively consistent uh, this year, maybe these past few months. Who knows? Um, but I was not dropping I was just not dropping on YouTube. And like I said, I was always making IG clips, this and that, posting every single day on Instagram and whatnot. I don't know why I wasn't putting stuff on Instagram, I mean, on, on YouTube. And I bring that up because, you know, my, my, my boy Bob hit me up uh, a couple weeks ago, whatever. I was like, nigga, you playing? You just start chopping your shit up like Vlad, put on putting your shit on YouTube. And I was like, you know what? All right, for sure. Since you said it, since I've been knowing I should do it, let me start putting shit on YouTube, right? So first clip I put on YouTube, I think, even though and now let me also say this. It's not like I don't have episodes on YouTube and maybe certain clips, but I never I never just was consistently doing it, right? So recently me putting, you know, shit on 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 YouTube slowly but surely I can see the growth gaining a few uh subscribers uh people are watching some of the videos some videos only have 20 views some videos have 100 views some videos have 75 some videos have 1500 views some videos have 700 800 views uh so I'm looking at it I'm like all right damn like shit 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 kind of it ain't I ain't gonna necessarily say it's clicking but, all right, Don, clearly you can see that this is something that you need to, you know what I mean? Because all it takes is one clip. Just like with music. All it takes is one song uh, and your shit can change overnight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it pains me to say that my drug money has dried up. My credit cards are damn near maxed out. I had to start picking and choosing. Had to cut out a fuck ton of subscriptions. Some subscriptions I didn't even realize I still had. Like, Jesus, what the fuck? Like, what is all this shit, man? I didn't even know I had this bill, this and that, whatever. So, again, it pains me to say that for the moment, my Adobe subscription... Which was very important to me. I no longer have. Which means from now until I get this fucking job, which I'm going to get to that too. About just how weird this fucking whole process has been. This is the weirdest shit ever. Um, I'm just not going to be having stuff on YouTube. And that sucks because I'm not gonna be able to make thumbnails. I'm not gonna be able to like I'm not even gonna be able to cut up IG clips, no shit like that. Like, it's whatever. Now, am I recording right now? Of course. I'm on the Pro Tools. Am I looking dead into the camera right now with the red dot? Of course. So once I get my shit back, I will be, yeah, you know I mean, uh, what's the word what's the word retro? Retroactively, you know what I'm saying? It's another word that I want to use with, 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 with retro repurposing. Maybe I can say that, um, my footage and putting shit out, obviously. Now I'll also say this. Well, I can't necessarily say that because the way we move now in three weeks, a month, whenever I should get my, get my shit back on, uh, uh, niggas whatever it is i'm talking about niggas ain't might might want to hit it might want to hit this who knows like my breakfast club clip that's going crazy right now not going crazy but you know what i'm saying that's the one that's really getting the views uh as of recently uh i i think it was my i think it was the transgender one i dropped with just hilarious uh, a few weeks ago that was one that was the first one that was like oh shit like When you talking about shit that's really going on right now, like, nigga, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta stick to what you know. Not stick to what you know, but you gotta stick to what you know, as in, nigga, when shit hot, (laughs) nigga, put your opinion in on it, too. (laughs) You better capitalize off that motherfucker, too. Yeah, me. Um. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But for the time being... Uh I, I will not be having shit on YouTube and it does it does slightly pain me to to say that because it's like, damn, am I losing momentum, this and that, whatever the case, who knows? But anyways, guys, let's get right on into it. And I opened up with Can't Live Without My Radio. And ha. By Juvenile. Good old Juby the Great. Low-key, my twin. Do we look alike? Not at all. But when I'm wearing my little button-up shirts like I'm wearing right now, and I got my little Fugazi Cartier's on and a fitted, I I low-key look just like that nigga. Like, I've heard it so many times now. I've heard it so many times now that I actually can that like I'm actually I actually can see it. Niggas either say, when I'm wearing when I'm wearing when I'm wearing certain clothes, certain items of apparel, people either say, Damn that nigga look like Juvenile, or damn that nigga look like Dom Kennedy. I think I actually probably favor juvenile when people say Dom Kennedy is really just the style. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really just out here really looking like a West Coast ass nigga. Um, but truthfully, it's the glasses. It's really the glasses that makes the biggest of difference. I say this to say this past weekend, I went to a 50 year celebration of hip hop. Where are my hand claps? And it was quite ill. It was really quite ill. So it was the Force Tour. Frequencies of real creative energy. I believe that's what I believe that was uh, the acronym for Force that they were using. The lineup, when followed, the God MC Rock Goody Mob, Juvenile, Big Boy and Sleepy Brown, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and the Royal Chief Rocker, LL Cool J, with The Roots as the official house band. Once again, guys. Niggas is it was truly an amazing show i can't even lie to niggas i cannot even lie to niggas and when i get there the roots are just playing like little medleys this and that they doing they thing like they really just hyping shit up like they just keeping they just keeping the party going as the party is starting Shit, shit is lit. You got Black Thought out there rapping, going crazy, Questlove on the drums, your man's on the guitar, your man's on the bass, your man's on the tuba, your man's on the keyboard, this and that. Like, it really was a party, right? But when Rock Kim came out and he was performing, it really made me think about something. And I was like, damn, this is 50 years of hip hop. And seeing Rock Kim, it made me think, damn, Lord willing. I'm hope I, I I hope I'm here for 75 years of hip hop. Because I can only imagine the performers. Depending on who's throwing the 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 show who who put together the concerts this and that these tours different different caliber of acts will be there. But when I seen but when I seen Rock Kim, I'm like, okay. Now Kim was that nigga coming up in the 80s early 90s right but do we really look at Hill as like people do people do my generation me being born in 91 if, no disrespect but if I'm being honest we ain't thinking about no goddamn Hill man all right, Rakim, he legend. He one of them niggas that was doing it in the 80s. Y'all say the boy was dope. All right, he dope. He dope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him his flowers, show him some love, pats on the back, this and that. Y'all say this is what we supposed to do. All right, I'm going to do it. Same way, the same exact way I always felt about Nas. Same way I always felt about Nas until the last three, four years. Nas got together with hit Boy, started dropping these King Diseases. Then that fool dropped Magic on Christmas 2020, 2021. I want to say it was that he dropped Magic. And uh, I was really able to give give him his props. So to bring it back around to Rakim, I'm like, Damn. Who would be somebody that we looked at as, like, legends for our time that possibly would be rocking out on stage in another 25 years? And I and, and it just made me think, like, all right, could that be Big Crit? Who knows? Could that be... Nelly? That might be asking too much. Because Nelly was out here selling records. Well, hope say only ones moving units is me, Pimp Juice, and M. That could be asking too much to get Nelly out here doing a tour. I don't, I don't even know how big their tour is. That could be asking a lot. Would it be asking too much for J. Cole? Probably so. Would it be asking too much for Ludacris? Probably so. But maybe not. Because Luda is not somebody that... I don't know if Luda gets the respect he deserves... Within hip-hop, I don't think I've ever met anyone that said Luda is in their top ten, let alone top five. I'm sure there's plenty of people that says Luda is their favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. I got Rick Ross in my top five and Dom Kennedy in my top five. You know? Like, those two names depending on who you ask, especially Dom Kennedy. That's kind of like, damn, those are wild cards to have in your, in your top five. You know what I'm saying? But if Ludo wasn't doing movies and made all the money he's made from movies, you might be able to get Ludo on the tour. He might be able to think, you know what, man, I did really love that hip hop shit back then. And it's 75 years. We still here. You know what I'm saying? Like, But at the same time, in 25 years, bro, I'm going to be. How old am I now? I'm 32. Ooh. No, I'm I'm capping. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to be, nigga, I'm going to be 57 years old. And I'm over here talking about, is Luda gonna be on tour? Cause I seen Rock Kim. Rock Kim probably ain't nothing but 50 something. How old is Rock Kim? Let me check that out right quick. Let me check that out right quick. So I'm gonna be right back.
1: I know I shouldn't
0: have did that. I know it's going to come right back. I know it's going to destroy everything I made. It's probably going to get you going sent away. But this game I play ain't no way uh. to fix it. It's inevitable. Shout out my nigga Chris. Rakim is 55 years old. So, all right. maybe So, maybe everything I just said was a complete waste of time. <laughs> maybe everything I said was a complete waste of time. But if I take it back down to, will Playboy Cardi do it? Will Trippy Red do it? Will Lil Baby do it? Will the Baby do it? Baby King, Latala? Kodak. Is Kodak gonna do it? Is Kodak gonna do a tour? Seventy five years of hip hop. I don't know. But now that I just figured out that Rock Hill was 55, yeah, that really kind of just Yeah, yeah. Now I'm kinda on to the next topic. I ain't even gonna cap. <laughs> I ain't even gonna cap, cause ain't none of them niggas. Ain't nobody fitting them. Well, but that's not true too, because they're because who who would be around my age? That would be, like, worthy of, damn, I don't know, like, maybe Fetty, Fetty Wop. Fuck, there we go. Fucking Fetty Wop, nigga. Fetty Wap could do that shit. Could Tra- Travis Scott might perform at the 75-year. He'll be 50 because, again, you got to think about it. Think about all the niggas I named. Everybody that I named is at least 45-plus. How old is Juvenile? How old is you, man? I ain't gonna stay on this too long, guys. I, I'm sorry, I ain't gonna. I promise, I'm not gonna stay on this too long. Let me see how old my juvie is. Juvie, 48. Juvie, 48. How old is big boy? Big boy is 48. How old is LL? LL is 55. Again, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then you got again, bone with us, goodie mob. So Yeah, so yeah, like I said, Travis Scott, Fetty Wap, Chance the Rapper, rest in peace, fucking God, rest in peace, Mac Miller. That's You know what? And that's something I was thinking about, too, when I was at the show. I hate that Mac passed because Mac was big. I'm sure Mac was mainstream because he was white. So he had a ginormous audience. That easily could have crossed him over if he wasn't crossed over I'm honestly not too sure, but I don't know man i i they they had this they had this um uh, the production was was lit there too like the production was was really kind of was really kind of dope um but they had this huge screen and they just had like Names going across it, almost like Wall Street or something like that. But they were just layered, you know. And you've seen all kind of names: Big Daddy Kane, Paul Wall, Ice Spice, uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, Jim Jones, The Game. This like it was just mad names, and I was just really thinking, like, Yo, Mac really deserves to be in conversations, bro, because. He he really left an imprint. He he had a nice imprint, a nice hand in what hip hop was throughout the 2010s. And and I really just hope that and I really, really hope that Mac Miller's name doesn't fade away when it comes to when it comes to this hip hop shit. I really, really don't. Um, cause he could definitely be somebody that could be on the 75 year um tour Migos Migos they could do 75 years worth of hip-hop Mick Jenkins could do 75 years worth of hip-hop you know uh shit who else Lil Yachty Lil Yachty easily could could be on the 75 year uh hip-hop tour you know uh and and, and maybe not necessarily tour for real for real but just like names that should just be recognized and honored of contributing to hip-hop at that time you know what i'm saying when it comes to 75 years because at that point drake them niggas they'll be in their 60s they'll be old you know what i'm saying cold them niggas gonna be old Cause they damn near 40 now you know what i'm saying so 25 years is is a good little good little bit you know but anyways uh still speaking of uh of the concert though this is something, and I and it truly made me realize, like yo, I, I I feel white folk. I really I really understand white people now, because we are in America, and it is predominantly a, a a white country. Eventually, they say that white people will fall into a minority. They won't be necessarily the minority, but they will fall into a minority, because the Hispanic population is uh on pace to just be the majority but in america pretty much any and everywhere you go it's gonna be a white space to the simplest things you go into a grocery store nine times out of ten you hand you walking into a white space you go to the post office nine times out of ten you walking into a white space Starbucks you walking into a white space certain stores for clothes this and that you walk into a dealership you're walking into a white space so I get how when black people walk into white spaces, White people may not necessarily be alarmed, but they are alerted. Antennas may be up. Just wondering how will these black people fare in this white space? Do I really feel comfortable now that these black people are in this white space? That's just like Theo Vaughn said to the one white dude, on stage, hey, how many? You got any black friends? He goes, I think I got one or two. Theo goes, what? How do you not know if you have one or two? We say uh, when black people walk into it. We say when when black people walk into a room, I always know how many of them there are. You think it's, what? That boy Theo talking that real shit. <laughs> trust and believe. Every white person in any area you walk into, as a nigga, trust me, they all are aware. If it's just one, all right, cool. It's just one of you niggas. If it's 10, they know. It ain't nine. It won't a dozen. It was 10 of them niggas. It was 10 of them niggas. Guys, that's how I felt about this white couple that was sitting in front of me at the show. Boy, oh boy, were they happy to be here. Oh, they playing that goddamn LO Cool J. Them niggas is just having a good time. They drunk. They probably high. White bitch got her got a little oh, got a little gut. Saggy ass little pants and shit. Ain't wearing no goddamn belt. I hate to say it, but goddamn it. It was, it was they they kind of look like trailer trash. I ain't even gonna lie to you, dog. I ain't even gonna lie to you. And what I ain't also gonna lie to you is, man, I felt uncomfortable. They was doing too much. Man, they dancing, she. Throwing her arms all out. What's up with white women in the drunk ass? Woo! It don't never. It ain't never in a place to where it sounds like it's supposed to be put at. It just be the randomness, just kind of offbeat, ill-timed. Just and not to say like, oh, it was a quiet moment. It was just like when the It just, just like, damn. Oh, this bitch, she fell flailing, flailing her arms and all this and that shit. This and that, whatever the case. Mans is all on her. He trying to rub on her back and grabbing her ass and doing all this and that shit and whatever the case may be. And I'm really just thinking to myself, like, what are these white folk even doing? Here? Y'all in here in a black space. This 50 years of hip-hop we celebrated at the Toyota Center. Of course you're welcomed. It's hip-hop. You know the only things we ain't accepting for real, for real, are the gays. But even them, we've been accepting them. Whites, you've been accepting them. Again, I just talked about my nigga Mac Miller. You know I can't front on him, even though any chance I get, I will try it. Any chance I get, I will try to front on him. I just can't do it. I've never been successful at it. But, goddamn it, I try. Oh, I try. I try. Post Malone, think I wasn't going to We We accept. Come on in. It's hip-hop. Anybody that want to come through, man, y'all want to come fuck with us, come fuck with us. We ain't even tripping. But in that moment, I truly just felt like I I felt like I felt what it feels like to be white when black people come in. You know how they you know how we get. We loud. We joyous. We laughing. We having a good time. Just like the white people probably having a good time, but we just having a good time different. Same with them. You think I wasn't having a good time? You think everybody else around me that was, we was having good times. It was black folk in there having a good ass time. The white folk was in there having a good ass time. But they have they, their good time to me was just like, yeah, you're doing too much. You're doing way too much. Relax. That ain't nothing but hate. That ain't nothing but hate. I'm dead wrong. The whole, now this is what I also say. The whole entire time I was, I was really waiting for some shit to pop off. I just knew they was going to spill a drink or something like that on somebody. Accidentally slap somebody doing all this wild shit, whatever the case I ain't know if them niggas was gonna damn near start making out and all this and that shit. Like them niggas was having a good ass time, and it saddens me to say, excuse me, once again, that it 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 kinda, it kinda made me feel uncomfortable, and I ain't like it. I didn't like it. Not saying you not saying I ain't like that. I'm saying I didn't like that it made me feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mind your goddamn business, done, which I do, because I'm a black person. It's probably one of the biggest differences between black people and white people. We that's not something that's too far that's not something that's too hard for us to comprehend. We hear that and we're like, oh, okay, that does kind of make sense. Mind your business. Stay out of hope, This and that, whatever. What we'll stay go on this house stay on it? I get it. I understand it. So what I'm going to do? You think I was going to say something? Hell no. I wasn't going to say nothing. But, you know, it just kind of made me think. It just kind of made me think, and it made me feel like I could relate. So long story short, the truth of the matter is when your ass is ghetto and when your ass a redneck, god damn it, them blood cousins right there. Ghetto niggas. White trash. They really first cousins. Maybe second. Maybe second, but god damn it, they related. The energy, the energy is one thousand percent the same. Now I seen this clip the other day on TikTok. And it just made me think about some shit, so I'm gonna play it for y'all. I see you don't want to get down. And I only wanna get down with niggas that's gonna get down with me. I, I got the I'm the pit, I got the pit attitude. <laughs> nigga, if you curl your tail, I ain't gonna touch you. My daddy told me, nigga, you get a scared nigga, you asking to
1: die.
0: asking to die, nigga. Yeah, for real. When I seen that, that really made me think like, damn, that's really truth. That is really, that is really truth. And it seems as if a lot of niggas don't be moving that way these days. But then when you look at just how crazy shit is today, you understand that, damn, actually, the reason why niggas ain't moving like that is because everybody's scared. Everybody really scared. But either niggas is out here trying to prove something. Want to be something that they know they really not, but influence whatever the case, or maybe for some reason, whatever the case may be, circumstances. God damn it, they just in a position of like, fuck, this, I really got to deal with this shit. Like, it's really going on over here. But it just made me think about fights and this and that that I had growing up and blase, blah, and something I never was, was a bully. I never was a bully type. I hated bullies. I remember this one time. I remember this one. <laughs> and I probably think I told this story before. I'll never forget one time in seventh grade. It was seventh grade. Maybe it was eighth grade. I can't. I I I honestly can't remember, but it was definitely in middle school. It was, on a, it was a band trip. It was a band trip in Gatlinsburg, Tennessee. And it was me. My dog Wardell and some little white nigga, I think his name was like Matthew or some shit like that. And Wardell is just, he just been really kind of teasing this little nigga the whole time we just in the shit, and whatnot, you know. He wasn't really going crazy, but he just kind of teasing the nigga, right? And and I knew that Wardell really kind of wanted to just up it a little bit but again i'm my size in middle school like i'm probably five eight five nine some shit like that whatever the case like i'm my size wardell is his size he ain't too much smaller than me especially in middle school now in high school that nigga wardell fucked around and got big he wasn't tall but when i mean to tell you that nigga was about stout as a motherfucker whoo that nigga was a goddamn hoss the little white kid was just that. He was a little white kid. Bro was probably 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, some shit at the time. And you picked the weight. <laughs> Paper thin. So I'm like, man, Wardy, like, leave bro alone. Like, why do you keep messing with the nigga? Like, leave him alone. Leave him alone, this and that shit, right? So I don't know what it was, but this nigga Wardell tricked me. He tricked me. <laughs> and Wardell got me to walk out. Wardell got me to walk out on onto the balcony of our hotel room. And then he locked me out. And when he locked me out, he went straight for that little kid. <laughs> he went straight for him. whatever he was doing, giving him a wedgie, putting all kind of fucking F-5s on them and all kind of whatever stupid shit, right? And I don't even know why I was so mad because I didn't know this little nigga, like the little white dude. I didn't know him at all. I was way more tighter with Wardell than I was with him. Like, I don't know this little white kid at all. But I'm sitting there on the balcony locked out, and I am fuming. I mean, I'm hot. I'm hot, my nigga. Like, I'm just, I'm beating on the goddamn door, this and that. Like, nigga, when I get in here, I'm on your ass, nigga. I'm so fucking tight, bro. Again, I I don't know if it was because it was the bullying itself or if it was because I knew this whole entire time that Wardell just wanted to pick on this kid and I was kind of just not letting it happen, and I let this nigga trick me. (laughs) Like, I let this nigga, I think think it might have been that. Like, oh, this nigga really got me. Like, he tricked me. He really got me. (laughs) Long story short, nigga, when I got back in that room, I don't know if the little white kid let me back in the room. I don't know if Wardell finally let me back in the room. When I got into that room, what I mean to tell y'all, that I dare nearly kill this nigga. I'm talking about. I don't need choking the living shit out of him. Both hands as hard as I could. I really had to look at Cub face and realize like Don, you, you going too far right now. <laughs> like you're the one that's going too far right now. That shit had me hot, bro shit had me hot as fuck. Never fucked with bullies. My dad always told me growing up, don't be no bully. Don't be no bully. I don't I'll, I'll never respect no bully. This is like what my dad told me, don't be no bully. I'm never going to respect no bully. Don't nobody respect no bully. If I find out that you being a bully, you you can best believe it's going to be over with. <laughs> like I'm going I'm going to show Yo ass. (laughs) So you bet, you bet not ever let me find out if that's how you out here rocking. So I'm like, all right, for sure. Like, you ain't got to worry about it. And that was just never in my nature. That's just never in my heart to be that kind of nigga. Just like, truthfully, fighting never was in my shit. And this is when I really learned it. I probably told this story too. Now growing up, did I fight with my brother all the time? I used to fight with my brother. Not all the time, but me and my brother definitely used to fight. And this nigga would just be, my brother was just, he was just kind of antagonizing. He was just antagonizing. Nigga had a kind of a slick mouth, like <laughs> and that shit just used to get to me. <laughs> so I used to be on my brother. I used to just be on my brother's head. Like, we, 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 we ready to go. We ready to go. Uh, my cousin CJ, my cousin CJ, I used to get into it with this nigga religiously, religiously. Every other time we seen each other, we was getting to fighting. My nigga Kurt, my nigga Kurt was just always just trying to be somebody gangster, just always trying to do it like damn, and we'd had to get into it all the time. I never forget when we was on the trampoline. When I mean to tell y'all, I gave one of the biggest swings of my life. If I would have connected to Cub, I probably would have broke my hand and I might have killed him. (laughs) That's how hard I swore, nigga. That's how hard I swore, nigga. We was probably like, I don't even know how old we was. Probably like 12, 13, 14, some shit like that. Ain't no telling. But we was on the trampoline when we got into it. And because we like fighting and this and that or whatever the case, we kind of bouncing. I seen the nigga's knee give out. He ain't ducked that bitch. I seen the niggas knee give out, and that's why he fell. But thank God. Thank God that I didn't connect. Because who knows what would like. Just thank God. But, yeah, we stayed getting into it. We stayed getting into it. But I also remember this one time when this nigga, rest in peace. Rest in peace, fucking Ryan Dennis, man. He he passed away. He passed, I think he got shot, actually. Uh, not long after we graduated high school. It might have been the same year that we graduated high school, or maybe within a year of us graduating high school, uh, bro got killed. And he was really he was really a cool dude. We was he was just we was just young niggas. He was young niggas on this and that shit. He was in my fucking DMs on Facebook and or MySpace, whatever the case may be, talking wild, reckless, crazy shit about my girl at the time. That I was dating in high school, just really going, just talking wild shit, right? Uh, so I'm like, all right, I, pff, nigga. When I see you tomorrow, it's on, cause you just talking crazy right now, like it's on, nigga. I'm at the end of the hall. I had like eagle vision, nigga. Hallways, every bit of goddamn 150 feet, like <laughs> like shit's long as a bitch, you know. I'm on one end. I just saw see. I just saw happen to see him walk past. The other end of the hall going towards the main lobby of the school. Soon as I see the nigga, I was talking with the homies. I might have been talking to my girl, whatever. They're like, we just kicking it. As soon as I see him, I just just take off. I just take off down the hallway. C Cup posted up in the motherfucking, in the motherfucking, uh, in the main lobby. I don't even say shit. I just roll right up on him. Shoved the living shit out of him. Soon as I shoved him, he was like, "Ah, nigga, like, what you doing this for? This and that, blase, blah, whatever, whatever, this and that. It wasn't in action. I shoved him. I, I went to set it off. I shoved him. I ain't punch him, but I shoved him. I went to set it off. Nigga ain't do nothing else. So I immediately was like, oh, all right, for sure, fuck it. You don't want no problems? I don't want no problems. But don't act like you don't know what you said. Don't act like you want blah, blase, blah, say, blah. All right. Reflection looking back that let me know, all right, I'm really only with it if niggas want to be with it. Nigga was acting like he was with it, this and that. The way you was talking, you had to know someone's was going to come of it. So now something that came of it, now you act like you done forgot. It. Oh, you putting the blame on somebody? Oh, I ain't saying this nigga said it. What, what, uh, I'm like, what? Uh huh. I'm like, oh, hell, this nigga ain't trying to do nothing. All right, fuck it. Whatever. All right, nigga. The last fight I got into in high school, that's when I really knew, like, oh, damn, Don, you ain't no fighting ass, nigga. Me and this nigga, me and this nigga got into it over some rap shit. <laughs> we got into it over some rap shit, right? We got into it over some rap shit. And it wasn't even him. It wasn't even him. Like, Somebody said something about oh this nigga can't rap like somebody was saying something about me like oh this nigga Don like he he can't rap he trash whatever this and that right so I'm like nigga your homie trash that's his, your homie's rap voice sucked that deep ass voice that deep ass monotone monotone voice nigga he suck we just talking shit this and that right so I don't even know how I got to it but we like all right nigga like when I see you tomorrow at school it's on nigga like whatever it, it, it's up Coincidentally enough, and it was pure coincidence, that same night I had watched the movie Never Back Down. Y'all remember that movie? This is when UFC and shit like that was, was really first starting to get popping. That's when I really, when UFC got popping, That's that was the first time in my life that I really thought to myself, like, oh, shit, like, all right. We gotta we gotta start dealing and looking at these white boys a little different. I don't know if it was just, you know, past re, re you know retaliation, just bubbling in the DNA and this and that shit, but for my generation, growing up, the last thing we was ever gonna be scared of was some white boys. It, it was it wasn't a white, it won't no white boys that you ain't think you could just whoop their ass. Now it was some white boys that was big as hell and you knew, like, shit, this nigga big as hell, like, he might be on it. And there was a lot of white boys that was just tough as fuck. You know what I'm saying? i like, all right, if I me and this nigga get into it, it's going to be one. But most of the time, nigga, no matter what the reality of the situation was going to be, nigga, if it was you and the white boy that had beef, you was extremely confident that you was going to fuck around and just dog walk this nigga. He a white boy. Finna get off on this nigga's ass. Easy work. Light work. Nigga, when that UFC came out, I remember watching little Quentin Odie put another little nigga in the headlock. And tapped his ass out. <laughs> About choked his ass out in like 10 seconds. I knew then. Oh, them white boys, they really be watching this UFC shit. Like, and they wrestled too, so it's already kind of right up their alley. Oh, shit. Like, and again, Quentin Odie was way smaller than me. I just recognize the skill set. Oh, that's that, that's some shit that I don't know. The white boys might know that shit. Y'all niggas, we best start trading a little lightly. I ain't saying we ain't got to still keep the same energy. But nigga, you best walk into this shit thinking these white niggas might know something I don't know. Anyways, I digress. So I get to school, talking shit, I'm in the cafeteria, Nigga walk in, as soon as he walk in, he roll right up on me. I, I hop down off the counter, off the table, whatever the case. I push the nigga. As soon as I push the nigga, boom! Nigga caught back, square my goddamn jaw. Rocked my shit, low-key. No, I'm just playing. He ain't really rock my shit, but it was a cold connect, that's for sure. <laughs> he definitely connected on that shit. He connected, nigga. All right, we off to the races. It's on. We tussling. I'm throwing punches, blase, blah, blah, whatever the case may be, right? To this day... I still say, I ain't going to say I lost the fight. But being that I was just so much bigger than Kuhn, for real, for real. Like, and maybe not so much bigger. I ain't number but 5'10". So, bro was what? 5'6", five, 5'7", five, some shit like that. But he just wasn't that big. And neither was I. In high school, I, wouldn't know, I was probably 150. So, if I was 150 pounds, he was probably 130, some shit like that. You know? So, anyways. Hold up. Hold up, guys. Yeah, I, I feel it coming.
1: I know I shouldn't have did that. I know it's gonna come right back. I know it's gonna destroy everything I made. It's probably gonna get you poison.
0: So I still like to say the fight was kind of like a draw. I ain't I ain't gonna say I really won. I ain't gonna say he won. But what I will say, one of the main key factors. That really kind of made me realize, oh, I don't enjoy fighting just to be fighting. Like, if I'm not mad, if I really ain't mad and I don't care about whatever, for real, for real, I ain't really got no skin in this shit, for real. Like, I'm not pressed to, to fight you. If a nigga walk roll up on me, he's like in California. Nigga wanna in L.A. Nigga wanna fight you, you turn down the fade. mm, Use a bitch. Use a bitch. Niggas is on you this and that. Nigga, if I don't know you, you just on some other shit. This and that, nigga. Like I'm turning down the fade. I don't like. But I also think maybe in L.A. Like if you turn down the fade, it could be like prior beef, and like y'all got beef, and then it's this and that. Then you. Maybe niggas might not look at look at you like that if it's just like a random situation of just like, oh, you accidentally step on a nigga's shoes or something like that. And now he just owned you. Like, cause I'm the type that's like, eh, nigga, yeah, I'm cool. I apologize, blase, blah, blah. Like, I'm doing whatever I gotta do to get out of that situation. Cause I ain't trying to do it. And I'm only getting older. So I can only imagine how much further that is gonna go. Me and bro fighting, and I kind of got him in, like, a headlock-type position to where he's, like, I kind of got him pinned up against the lunch table. You know what I'm saying? But he ain't in no position to really, like, I got all the leverage. He ain't really in no position to throw no punches, no shit like that. Like, because... I'm just bigger than bro. I'm way stronger than this nigga. So I really just manhandled him. And I remember throwing punches. Like, I'm just kind of beating down on him, right? In that moment, as the fight is going on, I'm thinking in my head, I'm really not even trying to hurt this nigga. I'm not even punching that hard. Like, I'm really thinking that. As, like, as the shit going on, I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm not even punching hard, really. Like, I'm not trying to hurt this nigga. And that's when I really fucking realized, if, like, oh, damn, Don. This is this is not who you are. This ain't who you are. You ain't no fighting-ass nigga. Because if I really was a fighting-ass nigga, a nigga that was just angry and mad all the time, just really loved violence and this and that. I probably would have to. And, and, and if there was videotape of the fight, it might not even have happened the way I'm telling it. I don't know. I'm just telling you my recollection. My recollection of what happened. And my recollection of what happened was, damn. Really, all that was for nothing. Because I think I had an opportunity to really hurt this nigga. Like really, really hurt this nigga. And I was not trying to hurt this nigga. I wasn't trying to hurt this nigga at all. So I say all that to say, to wrap it back around to this clip of you should never fight with someone who's scared of you. And not to say these niggas were scared of me. I don't think anybody that I fought was, was scared of me. Uh, but it's a valuable lesson. And the reason why is because I think about how I am. It's part of the reason why I don't own a gun. I don't know if I truly trust myself to make the right decision with a pistol. Because when I'm moving around, when I'm out in public, this and that, I'm always moving with the utmost respect. I hold the door open for women. I hold the door open for niggas. Somebody open up to hold the door open for me. I'm always gonna say thank you. I walk past somebody, brush them, this and that shit. I always say, "Oh shit, my my fault." This and that. Step on a nigga. Oh shit, my bad. Blah, blah, blah. Like I'm always moving with the utmost respect. So if a nigga all of a sudden lock his eyes on me and just want to fuck with me. It's hard for me to, it it would be hard for me not to think that this person doesn't want to kill me. This nigga might not even have a gun, but I just know, like, it's like, what? This nigga fucking with me? Again, I ain't even no little nigga. I'm fucking 5'10, 180 180 pounds. I'm really in the gym and shit like that. Like, I ain't the biggest nigga in the world, but do I really look like somebody that I should just be fucked with? Like, and I walk around all day with a resting bitch face. So it's like, damn, do I, is that, is that what I really look like? Like, I'm I'm the nigga that you should be fucking with? Damn. I would hope not. But if that is the case, well, fuck. I don't know what the fuck you got in your head then. If you fucking with me, you must be really, you must be really trying to hurt me. If you trying to bring that drama to me, this nigga must be trying to hurt me, huh? I'm shook. I'm shook to death. I'm going to hurt this nigga. I'm backing out. I ain't got no choice but to back out. That's how all these little young niggas probably feel now when you think about it. They say it's in the food, testosterone and shit like that going down. You think about all the little niggas just in hip-hop talking all this gangster shit. And they really be into it. Think about a nigga like, a young nigga like K-Flock. Young nigga like d thing. Young nigga like goddamn TK. Who else out here kind of just be talking that shit? My point in saying is all these niggas is little niggas. All these niggas be little niggas. All these niggas look like they ain't never played sports a day in their life. All these niggas be really looking like they ain't got no kind of coordination. For real, for real. No type of athletics. Like, all these niggas really be looking like somebody that could get washed. Really get washed. Really get washed. Really get washed. Niggas throwing wild crazy punches and I ain't no boxing ass nigga no shit like that so I probably be throwing wild punches too. Ain't no no fucking telling but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think that's part of the reason why niggas just be so quick to just be up on shit because for whatever reason it be the littlest niggas that's always on it because deep down these niggas got to be shook. They know Unless my ass know how to box, unless my ass is naturally gifted with just some quasi, some crazy quick ass hands. I'd have took some martial arts, jiu-jitsu, UFC, some grappling lessons, this and that. How can I really how can I really get out with an average sized nigga? Five, nine, 150 pounds. When I'm fucking 5'9", 120 pounds. When I'm fucking 5'7", 130 pounds. I don't be in the gym. I don't be lifting no weights. Like, I'm just completely unprepared for any type of physical altercation. Yet and still, I'm always with the shits. Niggas got to be on high alert. Shit crazy. Shit crazy as hell. So that's why I don't, I don't, I for damn sure ain't fucking with no young nigga. Cause I don't know if them niggas gangsters, they just probably crazy and scary. And boy, I when I think about myself, like I said, if I'm getting into a fight with it, a big ass nigga, some shit like that, I'm telling niggas off the rip. If I if I think I can pull it off, nigga, I'm kicking you square in your dick. I'm kicking you square in your dick. I'm trying to, I'm trying to break you down smooth off rip. Nigga, I'm trying to pull on some ears, thumb in your eye. Like, what I'm supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? You fucking with me? I ain't trying to bother nobody. Nigga, I gotta stay alive. <laughs> I gotta stay alive, nigga. What are you talking I'm about? Fighting for you jack? <laughs> I'm fighting for what you, What are you talking jack? about? Yeah, all that. But all right, let me let me let me get on up out of here. Well, actually, I got one more question, and this is a quick one. I was in the gym today. <clears throat> Old lady walk up to me. I'm doing a uh, leg curls. Old lady walk up on me. She goes, "Are uh, are you the trainer?" I see her, head full of gray hair. So what I say? No, ma'am. What she do? walk off. Am I dead wrong or am I thirsty for love and affection? Am I dead wrong for thinking to myself she an old goddamn trifling ass hood rat, no home training bird brain ass old hoe or am I once again just thirsty for love and affection. Am I wrong for feeling the title? That after I said no ma'am and I was expecting her to say because cause we are in the south I am in Texas I am in Houston but her did not say Oh, 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 okay. Thank you, baby. And Captain Pusher, she ain't give me no thank you, baby. Head full of gray hair. Little mama had a head full of gray hair, long braids, and she, ain't, she ain't say thank you, baby. All right, thank you, baby. After I said no, ma'am, I said no, ma'am. I got my headphones on. I'm doing my workout. I raised my headphones up. Gave her my undivided attention when she asked me a quick question. I seen the gray hairs. I'm showing respect for my elders. Again, am I wrong for thinking she a trifling, no home training ass having bird brain old bitch. Or am I thirsty for love and affection? I hate to do it. I be one. It's so hard for me because I, I was raised on, on just, again, just being respectful, especially the old folk. But it was just like last week, the other day in the gym, I'm leaving the gym. I hold the door open for, for, for an older lady. She wasn't that old, but she was older than me, it looked like. Bitch, you ain't going to say thank you. Just a quick little ain't nobody trying to holler at y'all hoes. What the fuck about me do you see on my goddamn face when you look at my goddamn jawline that make you think just because you say thank you to me, I'm fitting to try to holler at you? Look at my shit. Let me give you the Drake... The fuck you think, of, bitch? Ain't nobody think about your ass. Say fucking thank you. What's worse? You not saying thank you? What, like, come on, you say thank you, and I say, oh, shit, for sure, like, what's your number? Or you don't say thank you, and I turn around, yo, fucking doghead ass bitch. What's worse? You tell me. You say thank you, and I try to holler, or you don't say shit and I and I recognize that and call you out your fucking name. What's worse? What? Or, or, or what's the other option? Oh, we just moving through life with no respect now. That's how that, that that's the better alternative? That's the better alternative. Somebody tell me something. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't appreciate it. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't appreciate it. Do I want to get into one more topic? Uh, nah, I ain't going to get into one more topic. I'm going to save it for next week. Because I did say this was going to be a short episode. So, anyways, guys. This has been episode 151. Uh, Again celebrate a good 50 years of hip-hop shout out all my shout out all my dogs once again man shout out to my nigga bob right quick my nigga bob don't even know i wrote a song called what bob said i don't think i put it on a beat have i did i put it on a beat hold on did i record that i don't even know if i recorded that yet hold on let me look at my documents uh oh and there we go there we have it right there what bob said It's hard, but it ain't hard though. It ain't hard though. I'll probably put on another beat, some shit like that, anyways. But, as I'm giving a shout out to all my dogs, one time for my brother. Again, shout out my cousin Chris. Shout out my nigga Weez, Free Weez. Shout out my nigga Sam. Big shouts to to OG. Big shouts to my nigga Atlas. Shout out my nigga Slump. You know what I mean? Shout out my brother AJ. Shout out my cousin Scoop. This and that. You know what I mean? I want to shout out my nigga Bob because my nigga Bob back at it again. Trying to put niggas on. I can't wait for this nigga to tell me about this, about how to, about what happens with his old boy and writing off this fucking G-Wagon. I wish I could get into this shit, y'all, about this debt cancellation and 1099Cs and consumer laws and all this and that shit. I am not well-read. I am not well-versed. But boy, oh, boy. It's just certain shit when you hear it. Even though it sounds crazy, but it's like, well, why not look into it? Especially when certain people say it. When my nigga Bob say some shit. See, I'm hard-headed. I've been hard-headed all my life. So whether or not I take action on some shit, all that accountability falls on me. But if there's one thing that I recognize, acknowledge, and appreciate about people is when they have great uh, great leadership qualities or abilities, at least abilities. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why I can recognize that in people is because I know that I got that. And the reason why I know I got that is because I know how to play my role. The reason why I know how to play my role is because in life, I've been forced in many a different roles. The reason why I've been forced into many a different roles is because I played many a different sports my entire life. From five years old up to goddamn, until I got out of the military, I played sports. Played on a bunch of shitty football teams. A good handful of those shitty football teams. I was probably the best player on the team, if, if not, if, if at least not top three. Played on some really good basketball teams. Most of those times, I was one of the bottom three. Played on mad track teams, or not mad track teams. Did track all throughout high school, middle school, shit like that. It was really, really good. Really, really middle of the pack. Some of them I was just, I'm bad and I'm definitely not fucking with this shit no more. So anyways, that's just something that I recognize in my nigga Bob. I think Bob is, I think Bob has good leadership abilities, good leadership qualities. So when people that I think Have those type of things. Again, I'm a hard-headed ass nigga. That's just, unfortunately, who the fuck I am. Whether I take action or not, that accountability always comes down to me. But, from certain people in my life, because it ain't just my nigga Bob. It's a handful of niggas. But from certain people in my life, even if they know this about me, I hope that they never stop coming to me with information. Because if they say it, I'm going to always at least listen to the shit. At least peep it out. At least see what the fuck really going on. Because, well, these are some niggas worth listening to. At least giving a fucking ear. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, so yeah. Just big shouts out to my nigga Bob, man. And... Let's get about this whole celebrating another fifty years of hip hop. Cause you know niggas went crazy. You know niggas went crazy at the show. My niggas came out with fur. My niggas came out with them fur coats when they when they played this one. I thought I thought it was over with. I thought the show was over with, or at least they part of the show was over with. My them niggas came back out with fur coats when this one came on. I said, Ooh, you know I got the grooving. You know I got the stapping.
1: Thanks. So, pick at the ticket, let's see your seatbelt fastened. Trunk rattling, like two midgets in the back, seat rattling. Speaker box, vibrate break the tag, make it
0: sound like aluminum cans in a bag. But I know y'all wanted that 808,
1: can you feel that BASS
0: But I know y'all wanted that 808,
1: can you feel that BASS bass? Give them something to remember. Hell out timber when you fall through the top.
0: was Their initial song that I really uh, meant to because that was the song that they came out to, and I was just googling why that song was playing like how when, when their tours uh start this and that. It started in August on August 11th, um, it ends November 19th in Boston. It's definitely a world tour, I mean, a nationwide tour. Uh, but man, some of the special guest appear uh, in select cities, excuse me, they had Queen Latifah. Salt and pepper, so big boy. I guess he was the, in the Houston one, probably Atlanta too. Um, oh, and DJ Dad, D, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff was there. He was killing shit. Uh the, the white guy DJ Z trip, he was killing shit. Man, they had Bone Thugs again. Common De La Soul. I would have loved to seen Common. Uh Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, Goody Mob. I've seen them. Ice T would have loved to been at the show with Jada. Uh, seen Juvie, they had MC Light, Method Man and Red Man, Rock kim seen him, and they had Rose. Rose gonna be on the tour. That's crazy, that's crazy, and more. So, ain't no telling who else on that shit. But this is before I get out of here, just to go back to this one, one quick thing because listening to that with fucking uh, Sleepy Brown doing his thing again, that's something I can appreciate with the old heads. They wasn't with all that TV track shit and all this and that. They playing, they had a live band beats, no vocals in the background. They rapping, they really rapping their they lyrics. Like everyone put on an amazing performance. LL Cool J he went crazy. Like he performed, it was Rock then Goody Mob, and then LL Cool J. And I knew it, LL Cool J was the headline. So when he came out early, I was kind of thinking, like, huh, what's going on with this? Like is he going to close the show? Which he did end up closing the show. After him, that's when Juvie went on. Uh, then Big Boy went on after Juvie. Then Bone Thugs did a quick little 10-minute set. Uh, and that was something I was thinking, too. Like, man, Bone Thugs did, did a 10-minute set with me seeing Paul Wall and shit on the little, on the little ticker. I'm like, yo, they could have brung out Bun They could have brought out Bun Paul Wall, Slim Thug, Mike Jones. They could have did Still Tipping. Uh... Then Bum could have did could have did a quick little joint, uh, and being that Big Boy was already there, we're in Houston, man. They could have run the house down with International Players Anthem, like the crowd would have did. Fucking Three Stacks verse, the crowd would have did Pimp C's verse. You know what I'm saying on on both, like Big Pimp and and uh, International Players Anthem. But yeah, LL he really he really killed that shit. I ain't even going to lie to you. Like he the these guys put on an amazing an amazing performance. Even Rakim, like cut 55 years old. LL 55 years old, but LL's 55 and Rakim's 55 them them different 55s right there them different 55s (laughs) those are different 55s you can tell that LL really was getting to money for a long time he was in movies like he got a different kind of bag so it it, it did look just a tad bit different can't even lie to you but again breath control this and that it, it was truly truly an amazing experience but Alright, guys. It has been a great episode. It was a not a long episode, but it wasn't the shortest of episodes either. But alright, folks, let's get on up out of here. I'm fighting for you, Jack. I'm fighting for you, Jack.
1: I'm <laughs> uh, from Virginia, They both from
0: Virginia. hmm